Shalom and welcome to Parasha Highlights and Insights. This is Rabbi Abraham Fisher. And uh, this week, uh, at the end of this week, we have Rosh Hashanah. And I thought we'd spend some time talking about the Torah reading for Rosh Hashanah. Uh, Rosh Hashanah is two days, so uh, we should talk about the reading for both days of Rosh Hashanah. The uh, the first day of Rosh Hashanah, we can say that the main theme is <clears throat> the main theme is uh, the birth of Yitzchak, and uh, after many years of marriage, uh, childlessness, uh, Avraham and Sarah have a child. Avraham is one hundred, and Sarah is ninety years old. And this is the child that they have been waiting for that will help them create the uh, next link in the chain that would eventually become the Jewish people. Uh, we are taught that, uh, as commanded, Abraham circumcises Yitzchak when, he, when Yitzchak is eight days old. And when Yitzchak is weaned, uh, we also learn that Abraham makes a great feast to uh, celebrate uh, this wonderful event. The next part of the parasha uh, is about the expulsion of Yishmael and Hagar. Uh, that is because uh, Sarah observes that Yishmael is not behaving properly, and it is her uh, very clear decision that uh, her son, Yitzchak, is not going to be raised together with uh, Yishmael. And so Sarah demands that Abraham expel Yishmael and his mother, Hagar. Abraham is reluctant, but Hashem tells uh, Abraham to listen to Sarah. And uh, this is because uh, Yitzchak is Abraham's true heir. Uh, Sarah has greater insight uh, into the future of both Yitzchak and Yishmael. Even greater insight, greater nevuah, even than Abraham. Uh, Hashem reassures Abraham that Yishmael too will become a great nation. And so, Abraham sends Hagar and Yishmael away. Uh, he sends them away with uh, some food and water. But, when they're in the desert of Beersheba, the water runs out. Hagar sees that Yishmael is suffering, he might be dying, and she can't bear to watch this happen. And so she leaves Yishmael. Hashem listens uh, it seems listens not only to her, but even more importantly, listens to Yishmael himself, who is praying for his life. And uh, because Hashem has promised that Yishmael too will become a great nation, Yishmael is saved. Uh, Hagar sees a well of water and gives Yishmael to drink. Uh, we are told later on that Yishmael grows. Uh, he lives in the desert of Paran. He work. He is an archer. And Hagar sees to it that he has a wife. Uh, she finds a wife for him from Egypt. Uh, the Torah returns to the story of Abraham, uh, talking about Abraham's relationship with uh, Avimelech, the king of the Plishtim. Avimelech comes uh, together with an entourage, and he says, we acknowledge that Hashem is with you, and I want you to swear, we want you to swear that you will not be false to me or to my future generations. And Abraham swears. There is a dispute over the ownership of a well. 
and Abraham makes a covenant with Avimelech by separating seven lambs. The word for seven is Sheva, Shiva. Uh, and so this place is called Be'er Sheva, Be'er being a well, the well uh, of the seven, but Sheva also suggests uh, Shavuah, uh, an oath. And then after this, Avimelech and his general Pichol return to their place. Uh, we're told that Abraham lives in this area uh, for many years, and he also sets up an Eshel, which could, might be a grove of trees or maybe a special kind of a tent uh, in order to welcome uh, guests. Uh, that's the end of the uh, reading from the first Sefer Torah. The second Sefer Torah, as we all, always have in a, on a festival, on a Chag, uh, has to do with the sacrifices of the day in question, the sacrifices in this case of Rosh Hashanah. Then we come to the reading for the second day. The second day's reading is uh, the Akedah, the uh, binding of Isaac. That uh, event, which is uh, the great test of Abraham's uh, loyalty, emuna, uh, and so, uh, and it's a test. It begins with a command. God tells Abraham to take your son, your only one whom you love, Yitzchak, and bring him up as a burnt offering on one of the mountains, which I will show you. And so, Abraham begins the journey. He rises early, he prepares, uh, he takes with him uh, what he needs for the sacrifice, as well as two uh, servants. And for three days, uh, Abraham journeys to the place uh, until uh, he sees uh, the right place. Until he sees the place, apparently, that... Hashem is indicating to him what is indeed the right place. And Abraham and Yitzchak uh, leave the servants behind uh, with the donkey, and just Abraham and Yitzchak ascend the mountain together. And it's at this point uh, that we have the only uh, instance uh, of Abraham and Yitzchak speaking to each other. Yitzchak asks, uh, I I see the fire and I see the wood. In other words, it's very obvious that we're going to sacrifice, but where is the lamb for the sacrifice? And Abraham says uh, that uh, Hashem uh, God will uh, see for him, meaning he will choose for himself the Elohim, uh, God will choose for himself the lamb for the burnt offering, my son, and then they continue uh, on uh, their journey. Rashi points out that uh, what Abraham is really saying to Yitzchak is God will provide a a lamb, but if not, my son, you are the burnt offering, and they continue. Uh, When we discuss this in class, and we discuss this very often, um, I try to make the point that uh, Yitzchak must know by this point that he is uh, to be the sacrifice because uh, if he didn't know then in the next verse where Abraham ties him up and puts him on the altar we would have if Yitzchak didn't know before that point then we would have expected Yitzchak to speak up and say what are you doing to me so the fact that he doesn't say anything in the next verse uh, means that Yitzchak understands from Abraham uh probably the way that Rashi says so, uh, that Yitzchak is to be the, the uh, sacrifice, 
and he accepts this, which means from this point on, this is not only a test of Avraham's loyalty to Hashem, but also a test of Yitzchak's loyalty. And uh, they continue walking together, uh, now that both of them are uh, on the same level of knowledge of what's to happen. They come to the top of the mountain, Avraham uh, puts together the altar, uh, and he uh, ties up Yitzchak, uh, hands and feet behind him, that action is called akeda, which means binding, but it means specifically binding the arms and the legs uh, behind. And Avraham is ready to fulfill Hashem's will, uh, at which point an angel tells Avraham not to continue, not to do anything to Yitzchak. Avraham has successfully demonstrated that he is God-fearing. Avraham sees a ram and takes the ram uh, and sacrifices it in place of uh, Yitzchak, and Avraham calls this place Hashem Yireh, uh, which harkens back to what Avraham had said to Yitzchak before, God will choose. In this case, Yireh can mean literally he will see, but idiomatically it means he will choose, and that means that this is the place that God will choose, and we hear the word Yireh uh, echoed in the eventual name of this place, Yerushalayim, the first part of the name Yerushalayim is uh, uh, based on Yireh. The angel, speaking in Hashem's name, blesses Avraham and his descendants. And Avraham returns to Beersheba. Rashi uh, points out that that return is not for very long because very soon after this, uh, Avraham will uh, go to Hebron. Uh, but uh, Avraham, after the Akedah, receives word about his brother Nahor's family. Avraham, remember, had two brothers, Haran and Nahor. Haran died uh, young. Uh, Haran had had a child, uh, and that was uh, Lot. And there was a, we, we saw earlier about the relationship between Avraham and Lot. But the other brother, Nahor, uh, stayed behind, didn't complete the journey to Canaan that uh, that their father Terach began and that Abraham completed, uh, but Nahor has been married and he's had children and grandchildren, and Abraham receives word about all of the people in uh, his brother Nahor's family, and among those names we hear the name Rivka, and that tells us that uh, there is a uh, there's a possible shiduch, uh, a match for Yitzchak, but more about that uh, another time. That's in the parasha. Uh, after this, uh, after the, uh, the Kedah, or after Avraham demonstrates his uh, loyalty and obedience to Hashem, so Hashem, uh, through the angel, uh, says to uh, says to Avraham that I swear in my own name that since you have done this, you have not withheld your son, uh, I will bless you. I will surely bless you and increase your seed like the uh, stars, uh, like the stars of the heavens and like the sand that is on the, uh, the banks of the, of the sea. And your, uh, descendants will inherit the, or take possession of the seas, the gates of their foes, and all of the nations, uh, of the world will be, uh, will bless themselves by you because you have obeyed my command. The Ramban, points out that comparing Avraham's descendants to the stars and to the sand uh, has been done before. Uh, however, what Hashem now adds is that those 
uh, descendants not only would be numerous, but that they would inherit their enemies, that they would be strong in standing up against their enemies. Uh, and that promises that no matter what, even if they stray, they would never be destroyed. And eventually, even if they strayed and they're punished, they eventually would be redeemed. Uh, and so that is another layer of the relationship between Hashem and Abraham, as Abraham creates the future of the Jewish people, uh, that not only will they be numerous as the stars and as the dust, as we saw before, but also that they will be strong, even invincible uh, before their enemies, and uh, Hashem will always take care of them. I thank you very much for uh, joining me in this exploration of the Torah reading for the two days of Rosh Hashanah. We take this opportunity to wish everyone a Shana Tova, a good year. This has been Rabbi Avraham Fisher for Parashah Highlights and Insights, saying Shalom.